Welcome to Thriller Premium. Welcome to Thriller Premium. episode of Thriller Coin Talk. Today is December 12, 2020, and we are talking Santa Rally. That's right. A lot of you have known that uh, I'm a big uh, idea guy when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to cryptocurrency and Bitcoin, and I believe a Santa Rally is a, is a coming. Now, <laughs> now today is going to be a little more of a laid-back episode. We have a couple things to talk about here, but for the most part, we're going to ease into the holidays, you know, this episode. I, f- I feel like a lot of us are ready to wind it down. But let's talk about one more big thing this year. And that's the Santa Rally. Let's do it. Jingle bell, jingle All right. So let's uh, put on those slippers. <laughs> put out the milk for Santa, uh, the cookies, all that stuff. And gather around, you know, let's talk about some Santa Rally. (laughs) So we're probably wondering, why is it called a Santa Rally? Well, this actually goes back a long way, uh, even before my time. Bitcoin has always ran during the holidays. And uh, for the most part, we've called it a season of giving. But uh, Bitcoin does something and it usually rallies, you know, 2017, right? Into 2018. There's some beautiful things then. This year, we saw a nice little rally here already, but it might go further. So for the most part, we like to call it a Santa rally. It's a way of uh, the markets giving back (laughs) and Bitcoin rallying (laughs) into the following year. But seriously, okay. so now let's really get into some trading shot charts. Let's do it. So if we look at the trading shot chart, I, I want to talk about this because I think I think he has a point here. We just passed a inverted head and shoulders. And that was what we had back in August, right? So if you look back in August, we had an inverted head and shoulders, and then that caused us to run in August. Remember that? Same thing happened right at the happening. And then we had that major dump right after the happening, which was predicted. Then we had that run up with DeFi season. Remember that? Now it's happening again. We just had the dump. (laughs) Over this past week, we've had the dump, right? And this is why I believe, if you look at the chart here, this is why I believe we're going to take a run up to 21K. 
He actually has it predicted a little bit more higher than I do. He actually has it predicted at 23, 24 K hitting on January 25th. I think this coming week, I think this coming week, we are going to see that 21 K bounce. I think this is where we're going to see it. I, I, I really would be shocked. I would really be shocked if we don't hit 21 K before the end of the year. If you know anything about Bitcoin, it always will do the thing you least expect it to do uh, when you least expect it. <laughs> and mainly the, the big star of all this is just the channel up. If you look back, I think it was a couple of days ago, we released a chart and it shows a channel up. If we're following in line with this channel, like, like it's just perfect, right? We even dropped back down to 17.5 here this week and it was just like right online with what trading shot had had here so looking at from where we were to where we're going now it's clear to me that bitcoin's going to make a little jump up here before the end of the year and ladies and gentlemen that's going to be a, a very nice center rally it's that simple we stay within that channel up we look where the future is and that's on the 25th um i think looking back on it now bitcoin in december i think i might have called it too early the 21k i was thinking between the 7th and the 15th it's clear the the path was there i just don't think i had the dates right if we do dump here ladies and gentlemen we don't get the center rally i'd be completely shocked but this is why I make very conservative moves now, <laughs> right? This is why I took out at 17K because I knew we could get to 17K. I didn't know if we can get to 21K. I do believe now we can get to 21K. And, but at the same time, I wasn't going to gamble, you know, that <laughs> and wait till we got 21K and then pull. That's why I'm, that's why I'm saying like when you're, when you're trading and you're investing in Bitcoin, knowing what the future looks like and what the future holds for it, is the thing that's going to let you sleep sound at night. Uh, and that's why we try to do that here at, at Thriller Crypto. We really try our best to let you know where everything's headed so nothing surprises you. Um, this is why this is important to know this. When we hit 21K, that shouldn't surprise you. You should be like, damn, I should have bought the dip at 17.5. I did it, so th there's no fault on you there. But once we do hit 21K, Make no mistake, we will definitely fall. Um, so you'll be able to pick up some more then. Okay, with that, let's get into coin talk. Sorry now. It's 
for coin talk before we dive into that I just got a couple things first off i want to thank everybody who who listened and subscribed this year at uh, through a crypto premium uh, i really appreciate every single one of you i'm not just saying that i really do like honestly i really do y'all are the thing that definitely keeps me going doing this podcast and doing this subscription um because I know that if I didn't have this responsibility, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> and I would just, I would just keep all this information to myself, <laughs> but, uh, I really do appreciate every single one of you. And I hope each and every single one of you has a fantastic holiday season, a safe holiday season, and above all else, a Bitcoin <laughs> crypto holiday season. And I hope you get everything you want and I hope your family stays safe and I hope you stay safe. And I hope you're, you're, you're doing, uh, you know, your due diligence for next year and what it looks like and how you're going to spend your Bitcoin bazillions <laughs> because we're about to head to a bull rally, ladies and gentlemen, and it's about to get very, uh, very crazy next year. Uh, if you needed to navigate the space, uh, you're definitely going to need to navigate the space next year. You're going to need some kind of navigator. Leave it to me. We'll be the navigator. We'll definitely get you squared away with what everything is going on. We also have our 50% off subscription. So if you, you know a family or a friend or you want to get somebody a present, that might be the way to go. I'm not joking. Because worst thing you want to do is send them to go buy Bitcoin and they don't know how to use it or where to use it or who to trust or what to do with it or when to sell it. But before we do all that, we got to talk about, yeah, the disclaimer. So let's roll it. All right, it's time for coin talk. And you know what's hilarious is <laughs> I got so many calls. I got so many calls here uh last week because people were like bitcoin's going down what's go what's going on bitcoin's going down i just i just bought it at 19k you said it was gonna go up i was like nope i didn't <laughs> i was like i didn't say any of that i i told you to wait till next year you idiot <laughs> and, and they, they didn't listen I, I literally had to explain that to a friend i was like no i told you to wait till next year till january to buy it and you disobeyed and you bought it now. So this is what you get. And then I told him, <laughs> and then I said, well, there's an, there's an opportunity here soon that we might see a center rally, but you shouldn't be selling your Bitcoin. If, if you're see, if you're scared to see it drop $2,000, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like a lot of these noobs come in and they stay by Bitcoin at 19 K and they see it crash down to 17 K and they immediately get scared. Like they got ripped off or something. Um, I don't think <laughs> Like, when do you ever go to your when do you ever go to your uh, 401k planner and tell them, hey, stocks took a dump this year, 12 percent. Uh, am I uh, what's going on here? <laughs> Give me my money back. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> and uh, to be quite honest, Bitcoin is one of those where it's ha it's not as volatile as it used to be. But even now, people get so they get so crazy with these 1K, 2K swings and they can't take it. And I'm here sitting in the background just like, this is nothing. 
<laughs> have you seen it drop from have you seen it drop from 18k to, to 3k <laughs> then then you will know um true sorrow uh but yeah definitely everybody was panicking this week which was kind of surprising there's nothing really out there that shows why it should have sold off i think everybody knew it was going to come back up at some point <laughs> but there's definitely something brewing and i think that's 21k ladies and gentlemen let's go It's a thriller, baby. It's a thriller. <laughs> it's a thriller. It's a thriller. It's a thriller. It's a thriller. <laughs> if there's anything <laughs> that you take away from today's podcast, realize that Bitcoin and what it does is a thrilling event every time it makes these moves. And wait until next year. We have these 10K jumps. We've talked about it earlier this year. There's going to be 10K jumps and people are going to be free freaking out. They're going to be freaking out. We're going to go like, 30k to 40k just like that in a matter of hours people are gonna be freaking out and i'm gonna be like this is what i was talking about ladies and gentlemen we're gonna have 10k jumps and we're gonna even see 10k falls right when we get to 50k it's gonna fall back down to 35k it's gonna jump back up to 45k so i'm telling you don't be afraid of these 10k jumps here that happened in 2021 it's gonna be absolutely nuts (laughs) and no one understands it yet it's gonna be crazy this is what I'm telling you to get excited about, because in 2021, when we start making these crazy jumps, right, people are going to freak out. And that's when you're going to see retail FOMO come in. When we start making those 10K jumps, people are still wondering, like, hey, car, when, 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 when is the retail pump going to happen? It's not going to happen it, it, this year. I, you know, I heard from a lot of people asking about Bitcoin, but a lot of them were like, yeah, I'll, I'll just wait. The, the only one I had was a couple of friends call me here recently saying they bought it and were disappointed when it fell. So they, to them, it, they, to them, they think like it's going to continue continuously fall. Right. They don't know how this kind of plays out. But next year, <laughs> when I talk to them again and Bitcoin's at 35K, 40K, making a jump to 50K, and it's doing it within a span of hours, these 10K jumps. It's not doing it within, you know, a few days, five days. No, it's doing it within a span of hours. And then people are going to be like, what is going on? Like, people are going to think like the system (laughs) as we know it is collapsing. That's what I'm trying to say, ladies and gentlemen. Next year, in 2021, May, during our fucking May rally, sorry for the language, but during the May rally, Bitcoin is going to do something crazy. It's probably going to hit 35K, right? And we'll talk more about it as we get here, you know, towards the beginning of the next year. But once, once we get to May, holy guacamole. <laughs> That's what my grandma used to say. Holy guacamole. That's what you would say. <laughs> and then I would run away. But what I'm, trying to, what I'm trying to say, ladies and gentlemen, next year is going to be absolutely insane. It's hard to picture right now. I understand that. And if you listen to other people in the space, no one's talking about it, right? We got other people talking about institutional investors and how they're coming into Bitcoin and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, that's nice. That's okay. That's nice. Next year, we'll see them reallocate again, right? People are trying to get, get in early right now. 
next year we'll see them. We'll see them reallocate here in February, late January. Yeah, it'll be nice. But what people are forgetting is you have the retail just sitting on the sidelines right now. All of retail, right? All of retail sitting on the sidelines. You'll start seeing them perk up in May. <laughs> come June, come July. Oh, wow. All of a sudden, <laughs> smorgasbord of new people come into the space, right? That's when all coins start running because the very first thing they do is like, Okay, I have Bitcoin. Okay, cool. It, yeah, it's going, it's going up. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Oh, look at all these profits. Okay, now what other coin is going to be the next Bitcoin? <laughs> right? What's the next Bitcoin? That's always a question that noobs ask, right? What's where, Where's the next Bitcoin? Oh, what's this coin right here? Yeah, that's, that's, that's all you're going to hear. And I'm saying that's okay. That's okay. You just have to be ready for it. And if, you, if you're planned and ready for it, then you know what to expect. And a lot of you already know this. I'm preaching to the choir, quite frankly. A lot of you already know this. So let's look into this. Let's look into this. We got XRP, right? <laughs> I, I really don't want to talk about this, but I feel like I have to. They just did a whole airdrop for some Spark tokens. Uh, the, the symbol is FLR. And it's uh, it's called, it's, it's for the Flare Network. And... And quite frankly, it's supposed to be, here we go. It's supposed to be, it's supposed to be an unreleased blockchain that shall help smart contracts deal with XRP in a trustless manner. So they took a snapshot of the entire XRP blockchain. Yeah. And then they're going to airdrop it sometime next year. What do I think about that? I think um, we have seen that before, <laughs> right? We have seen that before for other cryptocurrencies that works sometimes. It works sometimes. Ethereum, it actually worked for Ethereum when they did it for, for Bitcoin addresses. Um, but most of the time, it doesn't work. It, it'd be different if there was a, uh, a developer space for Ripple and XRP. Uh, it'd be different if there was actual activity on XRP and Ripple other than, you know, Ripple dumping on them <laughs> every quarter. But what I'm trying to say is uh, get that free money, right? Get those Flare tokens. They're probably going to be worthless. Who knows? Um, but it, it it really sad. It's really sad. It really sad. It's so sad because right after that happened, what do you think happened to XRP? Oh yeah, it took a dump. <laughs> it went from sixty five cents uh, down to like forty five cents, just like that. Yeah, I mean that's that's that was expected. This is why people were holding it. This is why I don't gamble with XRP. This is why I tell y'all not to gamble with XRP or Ripple. Um, yes, you could see some major price swings next year. Yeah, that could be really cool. But you could also see some. You could also see some major losses. You know, you got to think about the person that bought the three dollar XRP token in 2017 and then sold at under a dollar. Yeah, that's. That's a hard pill to swallow. Um, so a lot of people that are buying XRP right now at 49 cents, they're swallowing that pill, but it's maybe a little bit smaller, right? From 65 cents, not too bad. Still something to keep an eye on when it comes to, when it comes to blockchains like that and comes to cryptocurrencies like that. And just, I would, I would just even call it just an investment, right? If you're making an investment into XRP or Ripple, the company, it's like there's easier ways to make money. <laughs> I, I, I just frankly don't understand it. I want to talk about Ethereum, right? There's a lot of hate on Ethereum. I get it. I understand it. You know, I've been to a, some Ethereum conferences and 
I'm not going to lie. They're all weird characters, right? <laughs> very nice. They're very nice though. They're very nice, lovely people. Probably the nicest people in the entire crypto space for sure. Ethereum people. Um, with that being said though, Ethereum has an ecosystem like it or not. It has an ecosystem and it's a profitable ecosystem. There's a lot of people right now that are making making moves in the institutional space to move into this DeFi thing that blew up here during the summer. Um, this is why I'm a big holder of Compound. I'm a big holder of Maker. I'm a big holder of what's another one? I think that's it. I think just those two. Chainlink. But I, I will I will say next year when we start looking at some of these other DeFi tokens like Curve hearing a lot of talk about, right? I, I, I'm i going to be very much a person who says only if this were to happen, right? I'm going to mention these tokens, but I'm going to be in an only if this were to happen kind of scenario. I personally believe in the, in the DeFi space, you only need to hold the tokens that have actual utility, like Maker, like Compound, like Chainlink, I don't think it's worth holding. <laughs> I'm not picking <laughs> and I'm not picking on, you know, some of these tokens, right? Like, like uh, I would even throw OMG on there, right? Yes, it has utility, but how much are we talking here? Is it going up just because there's fewer tokens than other projects similar to this, like Kyber? Yes. Is it more incentivized to to do this for that project, yes. But at the end of the day, what, is, what does it look like standing the test over time? I don't know. Personally, I'd, I'd rather hold, hold Compound or hold Maker. And we'll start talking about that more and more and more. And, and I'll tell you my reasoning behind it, right? And then we start getting into the, the REN BTCs, the WBTCs, the different types of what I like to call, they're just synthetic um, Bitcoin. And, 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 and quite frankly, I think a lot, and a lot of people misunderstand that. When you move Bitcoin to Ethereum's blockchain, you're not actually moving it to Ethereum's blockchain. You're moving it to a trusted party. And that could be like Paxos or that could be like Gemini. That could be any, any one of those trust companies, right? You're storing that Bitcoin there. You're then printing out new WBTC tokens or new RAN BTC tokens, right? And you're a one-for-one -one copy of that Bitcoin stored, right? And then you're you're just basically taking that 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 uh, ERC twenty token, which is actually valueless, but since it's a one-for-one -one copy with a trusted uh, place, then at that point you're free to transact that ERC-20 token, like it's a real Bitcoin on the Ethereum network, right? And then you can transfer it back if you wanted to. I played around with it a little bit. It's, it's, it makes sense. It actually runs a little bit higher. So it's funny because WBTC or some of these other wrap BTCs on Ethereum's network actually run higher than the current price of Bitcoin, right? So a lot of these tokens, I personally find worthless. I think the only reason you would want to hold WBTC or RenBTC or any one of these other wrap Bitcoins on the Ethereum network is because you want to, you know, put it on compound so you can um, 
you know, allocate that for a loan, right? So let's say hypothetically, I have like 20 Bitcoins and I want to get USDC. How am I going to get, how am I going to turn 20 Bitcoins into USDC? Well, I could convert it to WBTC on Ethereum. And then I could take that WBTC, put it into Compound and create a collateralized loan on Compound, right? And then they're going to let me borrow up to 30, 80%, depending on how much leverage I want to play with. So let's say 20 BTC is currently what, 200,000? No, more than 2 million. Okay, I'm stuck at math. But you know what I'm saying. Let's say I want to, I want to borrow from Compound with those 20 B, those 20, 20 rap BTC. Let's say I want to borrow like 10K. So what do I do? I go to Compound. I put the 20 wrapped Bitcoin WBTC. I store it there. It's in a contract. At that point, I create another contract within Compound to collateralize that BTC. Then I have a loan approved for, let's say, $10,000 or $20,000 or however much, a million dollars, whatever I wanted, right? As long as I have the collateral there. And then at that point, that becomes another smart contract. And as long as I don't break that leverage, I can, I'm freely able to take that, turn it into USDC from Compound, and then send that to my um, Coinbase wallet. And then boom, that, that USDC turns into real cash, right? Or I send that USDC to Kraken or to Gemini, and that turns into real cash. And then at some point here in the very near future, I would probably think next year or the year after, people are going to be, you're going to be able to use that USDC coin at, at your market down the street or wherever you are, right? So that's what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen. These are things that people want to do. These are things that people, people want to trust a smart contract rather than take it to, let's say, a centralized place like, um, I think, who does that? BlockFi, I think, does that. They'll give you a loan on the Bitcoin that you deposit. It's centralized. I think they use Gemini Trust, but you can get a loan for a certain amount. And who's to say they're not actually doing the same, they're not doing the same thing by taking it to the compound. I mean, we don't know. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes, right? Who's to say they're not doing that? I mean, if I really wanted to, <laughs> I could create a company. I could create a website, say that I'm doing Bitcoin loans take all that Bitcoin that people are depositing, give them back 1% or whatever it is, and then take that Bitcoin and then throw it on <laughs> compound and earn interest on it. And then I'm paying, I'm paying back the people that are letting me borrow <laughs> or actually giving me that Bitcoin to store for them and to earn interest on, I'm giving them a percentage of that interest that I'm using on compound or some other smart contracting platform. Right. And that's, that's all this is. It's just a bunch of levers and maybe maybe the people that are centralized, like the BlockFi's or or any of these other number of companies that are moving to that same kind of segment of the industry are doing. But who's to say what's going on behind the scenes, right? I mean, we really don't know. You really have to have a sense of trust there. But with the opposite, with Ethereum, you can have that trust strictly by creating the contract yourself, strictly by doing it yourself on the Ethereum blockchain, on Compound or on Maker. And that's what people do. Right. There's a little bit more risk that way because you could mess it up. I play with it a couple of times. I'm a fan of compound. I really think it actually functions really well. I think the thing that I, I hate about it is that the Ethereum transaction fees are so high. Right. So it kind of feels like I'm stuck with my crypto on there because if I take out some crypto, 
or try to get a loan for more crypto, I'm literally, <laughs> I'm literally going to be depositing, you're not depositing, let's say I'm literally going to be paying $20 ETH transactions. It's a mess. And this is why Ethereum really needs to scale, right? This is why they really need to hit a home run with this. This is, this is the thing that's holding them back. And no one talks about it on Ethereum. No one talks about the fees and no one talks about how that's holding them back. We're talking about it, right? Because it's literally holding, it's leaving my, it's making my money stay stuck in compound because I can't take it out. It's just too much. It's just too much in Ethereum fees to, to pull. Uh, I'll have to pull at the end of this bull run because quite frankly, at that point, a $20 uh, fee, Ethereum fees, not going to hurt, <laughs> especially when you're already 20x, right? With what you deposited. Yeah, because I threw, I actually, actually threw some WBTC on there as well, too. So that's what I'm trying to say, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of these things I look at, especially in DeFi, in the DeFi space, I look at what actually has value. The makers, the compounds, the chain links. I could give two shits about rent tokens, right? I may trade them and I may earn more, more um, Bitcoin by trading them. And that's perfectly fine. Sometimes you hit a home run, right? But quite frankly, unless, 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 unless I feel it's going to be an infrastructure piece to the entire Ethereum ecosystem. And I'm not just talking about Oh, well, it is infrastructure piece. No, I'm talking about like, okay, you're an infrastructure piece. Prove it, right? MetaMask, big infrastructure piece to the Ethereum ecosystem. Big, doesn't get any bigger than MetaMask. Uniswap, big infrastructure piece to the entire Ethereum ecosystem, right? This is where I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen, I'm saying these are key pieces. I'm not talking about the, the RENs or the, or the, um, the Kybers or the Oz, or, you know, I'm not talking about any of those. I'm talking about status, right? I'm talking about real utility, real use case, real infrastructure on Ethereum. That's what I'm talking about. You're in finance, Wi-Fi? Eh, I don't know. Still up in the air, I don't know. 25K is what it's worth right now. Still up in the air, I don't know. I made a lick on that though. <laughs> back, back in back in July, but no, I, I mean I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, I guess I would have to go research and find out what they're doing now. I mean, it's been what six months since the last time I looked at them. That's that's like two years in crypto, <laughs> in crypto time. We would have to see what they're doing and what they're up to next. Um, but we'll get there. We're gonna do a whole altcoins show. Before the end of the year, I know I keep saying that, but I really want to see if the Santa Rally is going to come because as soon as the Santa Rally is going to come, that's when I want to release the altcoin special. I also should mention that I'm going to do another little special episode here right after this show because we're going to go on a break. I don't think y'all realize, but it's been it's been like two years since I've actually had a, a break we we would take June off of every year. Uh, this year, I didn't take a June off because it was just we're rolling with subscription. So we're going to do a two week break here and Sunday is going to be a last day. So you're going to get one more episode, which is the one we're going to talk about after this. 
And then I'll be back on the week of the 27th, which is perfect right in time for Bitcoin in January and probably, you know, an altcoin special at that point. And then uh, probably a year in review that week too as well. So there, there is, it's really coming close to the end of the year. And I feel like, man, I really just need a break. I've been studying like hell <laughs> to get my CCMP. And, and that's kind of what I've been focused on the entire last month and this month. And, um, you know, I'm hoping to take that test here by the end of January, the, the first few weeks of February, I need to pass it. Um, so there's just a lot of other stuff going on in life, but that's, that's just the way it is. And we roll with the punches, but doesn't mean that uh, we're going to go away. What I am going to do is I'm going to pause the subscription. So I think how that works and I, this is my first time ever doing it. So this is all new to me. We're going to pause the subscription. So no charges should be coming, uh, for the next two weeks. Um, uh, and then I'll go ahead and unpause it when we get back. So yeah, I, I feel like that's just the right thing to do. And Hopefully you guys are okay with me taking a couple of weeks off because I really need to recharge. It's uh it's uh, it's been a long 24 months <laughs> working straight in in a row, you know? It's uh it's crazy when you when you do these 3 4 times uh and you know there was times we were doing like 5 times a week. Um it 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 catches up to you. <laughs> but it's not in a bad way. It's more like it's more like you just need to breathe. It's almost like I need to clear my head for a couple of weeks uh, and, and like really just kind of see things from the outside looking in. Um, and hopefully I can do that here the next two weeks, spend time with some family. And, you know, we're still doing birth crypto death. There's a possibility that that could be a thing. Um, so check that out. And uh, if you haven't listened to those episodes there, there's definitely some good ones in there. I think the last one I did, uh, a lot of people like that one. So maybe check out that one. And um, yeah, I'll probably post something on there if something comes up. But uh, you can always reach me in Telegram. That's where I am most of the time. Or Twitter. Twitter for sure. With that, let's get on to the end of the show.
as the engine stalled, our eyes catch Gentlemen, another thriller coin talk is Zunzi's. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, it's going to be 50% off our subscription to the end of the year. So if you have a friend or a family member or somebody looking to get into Bitcoin or crypto, 
feel free to give them a gift, right? I mean, that's probably the best way. Right now, you can also get an additional, I think, like 10% off if you use Bitcoin or crypto. I don't recommend that <laughs> just because I want you to hold on to it. But if you feel like you have a lot of it and you want to do it, then by all means, you can do that as well, too. Links are in the show notes. See you next time. This is the end of the show. You have been listening to Thriller Podcast with Har and Zalas. Remember, Thriller Podcast is not financial advice. Everything Har said likely won't come true. It is up to you. Never do your own research. Listen to other news that start their name with crypto and not Har. And remember, buy Bitcoin and save the world. One Satoshi at a time. Thank you.